0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. Morning Shot. Good morning to you and welcome to today's Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. The Kharkovka Dam in South Ukraine collapsed about a week ago, leading to extensive flooding that has destroyed houses, roads and other crucial infrastructure. And following that, officials have weighed in on what they consider as one of the biggest industrial and ecological disasters in Europe in decades. Beyond infrastructure damage, environmental experts are concerned that the widespread flooding could have severe consequences on surrounding habitats like wetlands, and that pollutants could be swept into waterways and upend ecosystems that had developed around the massive reservoir. Joining us to weigh in all of this and on how long-lasting the impact could be on the environment, we have on the line Emeritus Professor Roger Falconer from the School of Engineering at Cardiff University. A very warm welcome to you, Professor. Good morning. It must be uh, a little past midnight where you are. That's correct. Very Thank nice. you for joining us at, at this... It's my uh, pleasure. ...unearthly hour. And just a quick background. Professor Falconer has worked extensively on providing specialist advice to industry and government departments on a wide range of water environmental impact assessment projects, both in the UK and overseas. Now, first off, what will such a sudden escape of the huge store of water from the reservoir do to the surrounding geography? Well, we've got to put it into context
1: first. This is a huge um, reservoir. It's 2,000 square kilometres before it um, it failed. It was, as I understand it, about 30 metres deep at the dam site, and. Once the dam fails and the water has moved from the reservoir to downstream of the dam, then obviously there's going to be a huge reduction in the wetted area upstream. So whereas it was 2,000 square kilometres before, uh, in due course it's going to go back to almost the size of the river. This is um, a substantial impact. And a dam break failure like this is, is very complex to model, to study and so forth. So if you think of ordinary flooding with convective storms, for example, as are common in Singapore, that part of the world and increasingly in the West due you to know, climate change, places like London, mm-hmm. that can be taught and understood quite well by an undergraduate student studying a civil engineering degree at a prestigious university in Singapore and so forth. Mm -hmm. But when you come to look at downbreak flows and tsunamis, these are much more complex, much more specialized. If you put it in a medical context, you're looking at things almost on on a par with neurosurgery of the brain, for example. So you would invariably have to do a PhD to study projects in depth. So here we have some major challenges which have occurred virtually overnight. Mm -hmm. We have significant increase in water levels downstream in the short term with flooding. This will recede, but in an upstream, the water levels have dropped quite considerably. I I gather that they'd be down to about 12 and a half metres at the dam site and considerably less further upstream as time goes by. This will mean that the water level has dropped, so it won't be able to go into the canals. I suppose it could be pumped up, but generally speaking, it will not go into the canals. So that will significantly affect agricultural supply of food, for example, food security. Mm -hmm. The inlets that you would have in the reservoir to take water off to the various communities upstream will probably no longer be drowned out. So again, it's a massive problem for water supply. Mm-hmm. Also downstream there is more risk of flooding post the dam for the same exactly the same flood that you might have upstream with the dam in place and lower water levels coming in the uh, before the wet months for example you could lower the dam and the exam- dam itself could absorb quite a lot of the flood water coming down the river Dnipro. However, once the dam is breached, then the water much more of that flood is going to go downstream, so you're going to have higher water levels further downstream. You're going to have less evaporation because the plant surface area or wetted area upstream of the dam is going to be considerably reduced. Groundwater levels are going to be dropped as well. And in short, you've got a massive problem to deal with.
0: Environmental experts have also said that this could also bring about ecological changes as well. Could you describe what these effects might be on the surrounding wetlands and wildlife habitats?
1: Well, it will significantly change the wetland characteristics. They'll be much drier, the groundwater level will be generally much lower. The fish, for example, that would have been in the reservoir have now gone downstream further, Mm -hmm. or they will have many of them will have probably died. And the the river is now likely to go back to its original situation. So the sediments will change considerably as well. When the dam was in place beforehand, sediment would have accum- accumulated upstream of the, of the dam. Uh, when the dam breached, these sediments will have moved with a very high velocities going through the breach in the dam. And these sediments will now have moved downstream. So The river will now go back to its original, or tend to shift back to its original condition as it was pre-70 years ago, 68 years, when the dam was first put in place. And over the past 68 years, the the bed of the river and so forth will have stabilised to the new conditions post the dam. So the dam gone, then we will be moving towards a new bed change, bed structure Mm -hmm. post the dam. New sediments in place and so forth, and... Um, a whole range of different conditions. Let me just give you one example. If you think of fecal bacteria being discharged into a large water body like the reservoir, it would be pretty stagnant and it would take many, many days, probably even weeks for that fecal bacteria to pass through the reservoir and back into the river. While it's in that condition, in a stagnant state, it will be decaying considerably. So by the time it gets out of the reservoir, it will have decayed, down to a much, much lower level than it would have been when it went into the reservoir. If you remove the reservoir, then that fecal bacteria will get downstream much quicker to places like Kerson, for example. And when it gets downstream much quicker, it will have a much higher concentration. So your your water quality is going to be much worse downstream of the dam in many Mm. cases.
0: We've been speaking to Emeritus Professor Roger Falconer from the School of Engineering at Cardiff University. Professor, based on the structure of the dam and how it's connected to the other waterways, could you also give us a sense of how far-reaching the effects might be in terms of the pollutants that could be swept downstream?
1: A whole change, I believe, in in the characteristics of the water itself in terms of the temperature of the water. Whatever the constituents are that are coming in, I'm not familiar with the area, but whatever constituents are in the river now, further upstream, they will have far less time to decay. You could argue equally that without the reservoir there, you might not have, with not having stagnant water, you might not have algal blooms, for example, although it's not particularly deep as far as I understand it. You will have lower groundwater levels, as I mentioned before. That will not help food security. Uh, So there will be quite a lot of changes in ecological characteristics. It's an area where I understand there are rare bird species um, habitating for food and so forth. Those food supplies may change as well. So by and large, it, it will make a significant change. I don't think we will really know the totality of the changes that will occur until the river basin has settled down again post the dam failure. It will settle down. And only then will we be able to collect the data and find out exactly what the impacts are. But they will be quite significant.
0: Do we know if this will render the area more vulnerable to flooding in the coming months or even years to come?
1: Yes, I would expect it to be more vulnerable downstream. The water, you're going to lose this sort of sponge which is going to absorb the water as it comes down from the upstream part of the river into the reservoir. And if you have a big flood upstream, for example, that's going to pass straight through the river reach, which is now occupied by the reservoir, and it's going to pass through very much quicker. And therefore, it'll get downstream very much quicker. And the water level downstream is governed at the very downstream reach where it gets into the Black Sea. It's governed by the water level in the Black Sea. So the region below the dam and, and down to the Black Sea is definitely going to be, in my view, more prone to flood risk. Not only will the water get down faster, but you'll have less evaporation, so therefore you'll have more water moving downstream. You'll have less water going into the canals, so you'll have more water going downstream. You'll have less water available for water supply, so you'll have more water going downstream. So downstream of the dam, uh, I would see it as uh, a
0: much increased risk of flooding. A very, very grim picture indeed. So when and if the dam were to be reconstructed at some point, what are some of the critical factors that must be looked at?
1: Well, the first question I suppose one would ask, if the dam is pretty well beyond repair, do we rebuild the dam? Because if you look at many countries in the world now, for example, the US and so forth, People are moving away from building dams and interfering with nature, so to speak, and are going back to basic nature. So there would be a case for considering very seriously, should we rebuild this dam Mm. or should we try to modify conditions and build increased flood risk protection downstream, for example, and go back to nature as it would have been before the dam was built in the first place. So that's one option. Another option is to rebuild the dam, but that's going to take a considerable amount of time. I would say at the very bare minimum, three to five years. You've got to redesign the dam. You probably would want to design it differently. It was used for hydropower before, so um, whether it would be used for hydropower again, this is a part of the world where you could look to other resources for energy, renewable energy, for example, from um, solar panels and so forth. Well, if the dam were to be reconstructed, we'd want to make it more more secure for the future. We would probably want to look at um, how we can get more efficient irrigation for the future as well, looking Mm -hmm. at new opportunities. We would want to possibly explore lowering water level intakes so that if the dam dropped again for whatever reason, um, nature or whatever, we wouldn't be faced with the same problems again. So we would need to make the area a lot more secure than it it is at the moment.
0: Fascinating insights. We do appreciate you coming on our show. Very big thank you to you for your insights. My pleasure. We've been speaking with Emeritus Professor Roger Falconer from the School of Engineering at Cardiff University. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.